And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York. Good day, Dan. And Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Hello, Dan. Well, gentlemen, it's good to have you here again on this Saturday. You know, last week um, we barely touched the subject upon election, what the Bible has to say about that important doctrine. And it really breeds more questions, doesn't it? And that is, one of the questions is, can I really know that I'm saved? Um, Can I have this assurance that I have a home in heaven, that my sins are forgiven, that I'm right with God in Christ? And so uh, that's the subject in today's A Plain Answer. And so uh, who would like to uh, get us started it is a very good question. It arises out of several different things. One is one's own personal feeling of being good enough, but there's also a theological aspect to it because any number of the different religions and even some Christian groups will say you cannot know. Mm-hmm. You cannot know whether you're going to heaven. I know uh, Islam, and of course, John, you know better about mm-hmm. Islam. You're left up in the air not knowing whether you can go into heaven unless you die in jihad. Yeah, hmm. a martyrdom. A martyrdom, yeah, and it's a good way to recruit martyrs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. Well, well it, it is taught, too, in many of our churches. I grew up in a tradition that was never mm-hmm. uh, overly wanted to provide confidence that you could know uh, that God who begun a good work in you would continue it. They could say you can know for the moment, but not the next moment or the future. Right. And then mm-hmm. there are other groups who say that you cannot know at any stage. At any stage, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a, when I was a pastor in Paxton, I was mentioning that we had a Bible study, and we had a number of people from different churches come to it. And these women, it was a women's Bible study, and it was one of my elders' wives who was teaching it, and they were starting to grow, and it got a little bit uncomfortable for the uh, pastor of one of the other churches and he basically got up one morning and said on a Sunday morning how many of you think you can know you can go to heaven and then proceeded to tell them that they certainly could not know Mm. that they were going to heaven wasn't there a verse of scripture there a quotation of Jesus uh, Mark these things have I written yeah in the Gospel of John, and, and it's the second to the last chapter of, mm. of John after the resurrection, and John writes about this, and he makes it clear. He says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. And then John goes to mm-hmm. say, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Mm. So there's right. a connection. Yes. These are written so you believe. If you believe, you have life in his name. And also, his, his, his spirit, says the apostle, bears witness with our spirit yeah. Yeah. that we are the children of God. This is yeah. not an exception. Mm-hmm. This seems to be uh, the norm in the mm-hmm. Christian life that one should have confidence that God has redeemed them or saved them in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, if you look at the Apostle Paul, and, and uh, here's a guy who, at the end of his life, of course, made it clear that he was a chief of sinners and had persecuted the church and all this. But what does he do in Philippians chapter 1? He says, I'm in a strait, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. I'm really looking forward to dying. <laughs> you know? And so he knows he's going to heaven. Mm. 
Now, it's not without the doctrine of perseverance. Uh, we persevere, but that too is God's grace. He right. keeps us in this good way. Paul also says, I press toward the mark of mm-hmm. our high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is um, uh, reassuring to know that we have the desire to follow the Lord in our hearts and to press toward that mark. It brings its own confidence. Can we have, um, I, I kind of know the answer, but I just want to throw it out. Can we have a uh, assurance without being presumptuous in our approach toward God? That's a good way to put it. Presu- yeah. Are we being presumptuous? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is one verse in the Bible <laughs> that almost everyone can quote. It's John 3.16. And I want you to listen to it with fresh ears, so to speak. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Look at that movement toward us and mm. the love of God. He gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that, to me, is a verse that we can quote and reassure ourselves that God yeah. loves us and we are in his love. That's right. Yeah, and this is the emphasis there, that God loves us so much that he sent Christ to die for us. Christ took our sins. Christ is the one who does it. That's why it's not presumptuous. Presumptuous is to say, I've done enough that God owes me. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where you get the presumption. And And I fear that we live in a society where you have a lot of presumption. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm not as bad as anyone else, and God certainly wouldn't send anyone to hell unless they're really bad. And I'm not one of those really bad ones. That's presumption. Yeah. A couple things we do when we talk that way is we've lowered the standard, of course, of what it means to be sinful in the sight of a holy God Mm -hmm. to reassure ourselves. But the scriptures not only would have us to remember the holiness and righteousness of God and how far we fall Mm -hmm. short but also how great the love of God is to bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. It is not that we love him, the scripture says, but that he loves us. And that that is the uh, key here, looking not to our own fickle love, which ebbs and flows with our emotions, but looking unto the eternal, unchangeable Father in heaven who Mm -hmm. gave his Son and who is constant, and immutable in his love for us. Mm-hmm. And that when we believe in him, we receive his righteousness. Yeah, I'm that glad you brought that up. imputed righteousness that we have, and that righteousness, anything less than that righteousness, we fall short of the mark. Mm. But through faith, we receive Christ's righteousness. Now, we try to make it by any other means of righteousness, it doesn't make it. Isn't that why Paul says that I might be found in him? In him. <laughs> exactly right. And the apostle yeah. later on says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. That's so right. it really does require a perfect righteousness, but we don't have it in us. It requires the righteousness of, of Christ, the Savior. Yeah. Well, I see on the clock on the wall, we're up against a break. And uh, you're listening to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today in the studio is the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Stay with us now. We'll be right back. The storms may rage, the winds may blow, cares of life come against my soul. 
In troubled times, I know just where to stand. No safer place to be than in God's hands. In God's hands, I'm in good hands. My soul is safe and secure. In God's hands, sweet assurance. It's good to know I'm in. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now, a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. In God's hands, I'm in good hands. My soul is safe and secure. In God's hands, sweet assurance. It's good to know I'm in good hands. It's good to know. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. And when we had our mic off, John, you were mentioning a thought that was passing through your mind regarding really believing the very words of God. Yeah, it has to do with the fact that our assurance is not grounded in our own lives and being. It's grounded in the character of God and his word. You know, where I grew up, um, and I'm a little older than than maybe some of the listeners, when a person says, you know, I give you my word, they were saying something about themselves, mm-hmm. and they Worst thing you could ever call someone, I think, uh, when I was growing up, is you're a liar. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine uh, maybe how we treat God in this area if we do not simply just take him at his word and trust who he is? Mm. After all, he sent his son to die for us. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost and preaches that marvelous sermon and reiterates what God said to Abraham, I will be a God to you and to your children. Well, that's a covenant promise. Mm. Why can we not just mm. receive it as it is and stand on it? Yeah. yeah. Last week we were reading out of the Gospel of John. Sorry, Mark, I mm-hmm. interrupted you. And that reminded me that uh, Jesus said in John 6, 39, this is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. So when we are given to Christ, when we're his chosen people, he keeps us 
Yeah, I think one of the problems that we have is we have this, and it's a pride, and make no mistake, it is a pride that comes in and says, yeah, Christ died for me, but... Mm-hmm. And it's that little but, but I think I need to do something else. Mm-hmm. I need to, to add something to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's almost saying, you know, Christ, your death on the cross and resurrection was good, but it's not quite enough. And that is an insult. Mm-hmm. It I, is I, an insult. It's a it's an attack on the sufficiency yes. of God's love and mercy for us in mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and and it's an attack upon his yeah. the sufficiency of his work that's right and often when we talk about the gospel we talk about Jesus Christ's death on the cross and resurrection being the only and sufficient means of salvation mm. it's the only way we can be saved and it is sufficient it's enough we don't need to add mm-hmm. anything to it in fact anything we add to it degrades it it doesn't that's, enhance it. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, uh, the doctrine of assurance, uh, and even last week when we talked about the doctrine of election, they really are grounded in the sovereignty of God, and not just his raw power, but in the sovereign love and purposes mm-hmm. of God. In a real sense, uh, as a 19th century theologian that I have read, it is in a sense that we fail, if if it's humanly possible, to let God be God yeah. by our tendency to want to uh, augment, add to, or get in the act in some way and do what only God can mm. do for us. And, and that's why we need, we need to focus on what God does and only what he does. I have a book in my library. It's called The Memoirs of Mrs. Sarah Osborne. It's kind of an interesting book. It was written way back in the 18th century, and it's uh, memoirs of this woman who was a very pious woman, very much a Puritan in heart, and and I loved them, and and I I, I love a lot of the Christians of that era. But one of the the things she did in this book is she wrote uh, to Gilbert Tennant, And do you know Gilbert Tennant? And it was a a time of the First Great Awakening. Mm Mm-hmm. And she wrote to Gilbert Tennant, one of the great preachers of the time there, and she she reiterated all of the things that had occurred in her life and then asked him if he thought that he felt that she was really a Christian. Hmm. You know, was that Sufficient. enough? And and I thought, you know, as much as I like that book and I, I like her faith, I felt at that point she went wrong. And I think she went wrong because she was kind of focusing on what had happened in her, where is our assurance is, what did Jesus Christ do? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we always have to get back to, is what did God do? What did God do for me? I um, uh, think of one of the greatest preachers of all time who preached the assurance of salvation was uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Mm. He was called the Prince of Preachers. Uh, what a lot of people don't know, and I was talking with uh, a lady over the phone recently about this, and she reminded me of it. Uh, Spurgeon had uh, enormous bouts of depression and doubt in his life, and he says in one place in his uh, diaries that on Saturday, at times, he was so much in a dark place that he saw no way that he could ever deliver the sermon on Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. And he didn't know how he could face any of the people with his doubts and fears. But then he would get there on Sunday and he would preach these great sermons on the election and assurance of God in Christ, <laughs> which means then that he knew and would point the people alone to Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. It is not that uh, uh, Pastor Mark is the way, the truth, and the life for himself <laughs> or anyone else. No. It mm. is Christ, and that's yeah. where our assurance comes from. Yeah. You know, there's a little uh, rhyme, and I don't know if I can remember it exactly. It goes something like this. Three little men walking on a wall, feeling, faith, and fact. Feeling fell down and had a great fall, and faith came tumbling too. But fact remained and pulled faith up, and faith pulled feeling too. It's kind of a cute little story to remind us that uh, our feelings are very real, and they're very important, and we can feel an assurance. But sometimes we may not feel the assurance, and yet we have the faith. And sometimes our faith is weak, and yet the fact remains. Right. And so we keep our eyes on Jesus as we read the scriptures of the Old and New Testament that point us to Jesus Christ, that uh, beefs up our faith, and the faith feeds into our feelings. And our feelings often is where our assurance is, yes. well, it's felt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have uh, uh, had this question raised to me maybe not many times, three or four, uh, along with the, the question of election I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had uh, people to actually sit in my office and say, Pastor, I think I've committed the unpardonable sin. Oh, yeah. Now, really what they're dealing with here is assurance in many respects. That's why they're sitting in my office. Is there any assurance for me that I will go to heaven? Uh, I believe I've committed a sin that will keep me out of heaven. Mm. And uh, I usually say what our uh, study paper I once read says, that if you're curious about the question and afraid that you have committed it, uh, you have not. Yep. Those who do commit that sin are uh, either oblivious or unconcerned totally right. about whether yeah. they've committed the unpardonable sin. They could sin. care less about the Savior. You mean you don't turn around and say, well, I think you're probably right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I point to the Scripture. Uh, yeah. To the simple verses in the Bible and those that are that yeah. are most direct and reassuring, if you confess your sins, he is oh, yeah. faithful and just okay. to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And notice, that's unqualified. Mm-hmm. If you confess your sins, and I believe the cross of Christ was such a profound act of love that it is profound enough to cover every sin Amen. that right. every sinner ever the greatest of sinners mm. ever committed. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's no gospel hymn we used to sing in the South. There's power in the blood. <laughs> and the power of Christ's blood is able to wash and cleanse now, us from our we're sins. We're in the studio here, so you're going to sing that for the listeners now? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not today. Well, we're talking about assurance here on A Plain Answer. Last week we began on this subject when we broached the subject of uh, election. And uh, that really led to this question of assurance. How can we know that we're saved? And how does that all kind of flesh itself out? What about other uh, stories that you gentlemen have without um, uh, giving away any confidences 
of uh, people who lacked assurance and how that they maybe found assurance. Anything else comes to mind? You know, just because people get uh, depressed, they should not feel that they're not a believer. We find a great deal of depression. Uh, John mentioned Spurgeon. Luther was one who suffered great mm-hmm. quite a bit and and you you yeah. see a lot of great believers who have great depression sometimes lamentation yeah. look at david you know if you look at some of the psalms you'd have to come to the conclusion here's a man who's in a great deal of depression yes uh, no question. And, and i don't think there's anything wrong with that in mm-hmm. in one sense I, you you do get depressed when you're confronted with your own sins and david had many mm-hmm. uh just as we all do he should have been depressed with with all yeah, yeah. you look at his family <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and there was a, a lot. And some of the Psalms are lamentation. We've got to understand that's part of the Christian life. Uh, that's a good point. You know, point. we need to lament sometimes. Lament because of our sins, that we still displease God, even though he's done so much for us. But then you come back to that point of remembering what Christ did for us, and again, call to God to renew hmm. uh, the joy of our salvation and uh, to renew a clean heart within us. Sometimes we can almost get the impression that the norm for the Christian life is like total victory, total happiness, total bliss, and you might get that impression if you just take the clicker on your remote, Mm -hmm. if you have a TV, and look at some of the Christian channels. Mm. I'll be honest, most of the Christian channels don't cut it for me. Um, because well, they're that's just one of the not reasons, real. Right? Yeah. What you're talking about here is one of the reasons, because it doesn't hit the ground, does no, it, where no. we live. Yeah. I had a, uh, I've had this uh, question several times, and just recently it came uh, in the form of an offhanded comment. Uh, a person mentioned to me that they'd like to send me an email and discuss something. Mm-hmm. And they prefaced it by saying this, uh, I've gotten to the place in my life where I don't know whether I believe or I do not. I'm just in a place where everything seems gray, not black, not white, Mm -hmm. neither on the mountain or in the valley. Mm -hmm. Everything is just kind of in the middle. Now, in a real sense, that might be a worse condition than some of the others because Mm -hmm. it tends toward apathy, and apathy in Scripture is the opposite of love, not hatred even. I mean, what does Jesus mm-hmm. say in the book of Revelation? You're neither hot nor cold, oh, yeah, but I will stew church. you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church of Laodicea was in a worse condition uh, than some of the others for that mm-hmm. apathetic reason. Mm-hmm. But yet, uh, the person obviously was reaching out and... Um, uh, let me say that assurance, too, is to be had in those times as well. And again, I, I reminded this person, yes, I'll, I'll respond to your email, but I said, we're taking communion this coming Sunday. Would you again look to those elements as being true signs and true seals that God has provided and instituted in his church to reassure you that you belong to him and that he loves you? Oh, that's excellent. Amen. And it reminds me, too, of the importance of uh, attending church with God's people, mm. being there every Lord's Day, and uh, fellowshipping with God's people. Also, the concept, as iron sharpens iron, so one man another. 
Also the concept of uh, confessing your faults one to another. Um, The body of Christ is there, and God will use that to help with our feelings of assurance. I see we're out of time already for this edition of A Plain Answer. Any wrap-up thoughts before we close? Here again, I would say the real emphasis is, what did Jesus Christ do? You talked about the feelings, faith, and fact. It's the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. If that's true, and it is, yes, it makes all the difference in the world. And you must keep hearing the message. Uh, yeah. You alluded to this, Dan, just a moment ago, but that's why the writer to the Hebrews says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. To hear the gospel mm-hmm. and to see it set forth in the sacraments is reassuring. And mm. that's where we need to be so that we don't fall into these deep pits or these gray areas. Oh, yeah. And this, this I know I've mentioned it before, but this teaching that says you should leave the church, that is a terribly dangerous heresy. Mm because it's there that we receive nourishment for our Christian life. And and really, it has a unique place in the kingdom of God. I can get it nowhere else but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, as imperfect as Mm -hmm. we all are. Mm -hmm. Well, I see we're out of time already. This has been A Plain Answer. Joining me today in the studio, the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church, Rock Tavern, Please join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.